We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Cher Wood to Business Matters. Cher, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem. So Cher is a CPA, CGA, and Director at RHN Chartered Professional Accountants. So we're going to make accounting fun today this morning. That's what we're going to do. Okay, Cher? It's my favorite profession. Good start with your glasses. I love it. Statement. That's good. Um, so Cher, where are you joining us from this morning? Where are you calling in from? Yes, we have actually four offices. I'm come, I'm calling you out of our Richmond office, which is basically our flagship uh, office. We also have an office in Vancouver, in Kelowna, and also in Asoyes. And where do you spend most of your time? Is it kind of part all over the place or sort of a, you have a home base for Right. That's a very good question. I tend to split my time between a Soyuz and Richmond, um, you know, sort of a two thirds, one third split each month. Especially in the summers, more in a Soyuz. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you I, I have to I have to ask, did you watch the Super Bowl or did you watch the halftime show that had a football game attached to it? Did okay. you get into that? <laughs> I have to admit, I actually was working on taxes, so oh, okay. I missed it. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. I guess it is sort of that crazy season for you guys right now, isn't it? It's ramping up for sure. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, I'm curious, before we jump in to learn about RHN, is what are you hearing and feeling right now in the business community? I mean, you guys work with, in your vertical, you work with lots of businesses, obviously. I'm just curious what your, you know, we've gone through a, you know, a couple of tough years and there's a lot going on now and we won't get into all that, but, but what are you just hearing from a business community? Is there, is there, you know, renewed energy or people are looking through and going, okay, things are starting to get back to normal. What are you hearing and seeing? I think that question is really, um, a very important question. And what I've noticed is it kind of relates to industry. What industry is the business involved in? You know, our restaurants are still struggling. Um, and, you know, particularly our fitness centers and things like that, because, you know, it's they get started and then they have to lock down again. And so that's been a bit challenging. It's been interesting. I've seen everything from very successful operations that were able to pivot um, and re-engineer themselves due to COVID restrictions. They've done very well. They have very positive outlook on business right. today and for the future because they've actually become leaner in terms of they're able to do things a lot differently and uh, more efficiently, and they're able to meet uh, client needs from a wider um, uh, geographic area, which right. is pretty exciting. Well, and I think that's what, you know, before we jumped in on the call, we we're talking about how important it is to have partners like yourselves 
right? And we're, we're going to talk about that later. But I think, you know, times the last couple of years, how important it is to have really good partners that you can ride on. Because sometimes as a business owner, you're, you feel like you're on an island a little bit too, right? It's you, yourself, and I, if you don't have partners. And uh, having, you know, professional services like yourselves to be able to pick up the phone and actually have those questions. Because you see, like you said, it sounds like you've covered a lot of different businesses. You've seen the good, bad, and the ugly the last couple of years, right? So most definitely, you know, one of the things I really appreciate is when clients are not nervous to call and just have a conversation. That's what we're here for. We're actually to support our clients and their business and to give them some you know, possibly unique ideas on how we can help them through this transition, through the process of adapting to a new sort of global um, clientele right. and, and how to pivot their business effectively in that regard. And it's been exciting to see clients that have been able to do that. And also, you know, I... I'm very attached to my clients. I really want to, I really want to help them when there's things that are keeping them awake at night. I want them to call me because I'm sure between the two of us, we can come up with a really viable solution that will help them sleep and also help their business grow. So, and my partners are the same. We're very, we're a very caring uh, accounting firm. Clients are not just numbers to us. They're people and they have lives and we like to make sure that we can better that. And that's so important. And we'll touch on a few of those things as well. But so let, let's let's learn about RHN. So, um, you know, when sometimes the easy thing is say you're an accounting firm, but what does that mean? So who is it, RHN and what, sort, what are some of the services you guys provide clients? At RHN, I think we have a really varied uh, client and industry base. We do everything from audit work in the um, Indigenous community. Uh, we also do strata audits. We do a lot of uh, not-for-profit audits and other services for them. We also work with profit-oriented businesses. We have controllership services that we provide. We even have bookkeeping services that we provide. We, of course, do personal income taxes, corporate income taxes, in income taxes for trusts and estates. And so I, I really feel like we've got, you know, kind of the spectrum. The only thing we don't focus on at this uh, point in time is we don't do uh, U.S. tax returns and we also don't um we're not involved in um in public company work okay. at this point so how big of a team do you guys have uh, we have uh full-time uh around uh between 60 and 70 wow. people between big, all the offices big bench yeah. you can pull from so so it's interesting because you mentioned you know, you, you also specialize in, there's some lots of verticals, but some interesting verticals like wineries and vineyards and agriculture. And you mentioned First Nations, but you also deliver the standard, I'll say, you know, accounting services like bookkeeping and, and business services and personal taxes. I'm curious how, like, if I'm from a client relationship, from a client perspective, does that mean I get multiple contact points? Are you my go-to? And if you need to call in other things from, you know, personal taxes or, or, or business taxes when you're dealing with a, a winery, like how does that relationship look like? 
great question. So uh, I can speak from my perspective, and it's very similar with, with the partners in the firm, is that uh, my client will also be given a manager that they can contact as well in the firm in the event that either I'm away or in other meetings and they need their question answered right away. So we have kind of a multi-layer point of, of reference for people. Um, also, you know, if one of my partners is away, you know, I'll look after answering his question, but you know, his client's questions, the same, same thing that they do for me. So I feel like we have a very well-rounded approach to our client base and as I said, service is very paramount in our focus. We wanna make sure that we can answer those questions that are concerning the client and making sure that they can you know, move on to the next thing and do what they're best at rather than worrying about either a tax or, or accounting matter. So what if, um, I'm a, if, if, you, if you're working with a client that maybe needs other professional services, a lawyer, let's say, is probably the one that comes to mind. Do, do you have a network that you can draw from? If they're like, we don't have a lawyer we work with, or we don't have a financial advisor we work with, do you have a network that you would work with and help your clients on that side too? That's, that's such a great question, Rob. And you touched on it a little earlier about the partnerships. Right. And we at our firm also have affiliations or partnerships or contacts with various other professionals from financial planners to, you know, to lawyers, um, to whatever that client needs. We have a list of, of people that we've worked with and firms we've worked with that we have um, a great rapport with and, and feel very comfortable referring them to. And, and we definitely can provide that. So you've touched on a few things, but I'm curious if, if someone asked you what makes you different than other accounting firms, RHN different than other accounting firms, what would you say to me? That's a great question as well. What I would say is that I think what sets us apart, and I mentioned it uh, briefly, is that we're not about numbers in terms of it's not what we can build that client. We really want our clients to feel they're getting value for what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. And that means we try to pull in all our, our, our professionals as it were into the project so that we can make sure that we serve that client to the best of our ability and give them um, the information they need to make the decisions that they need um, from a strategic perspective and a financial perspective for their business. Um, I know I've mentioned it before. I, I do really feel what sets us apart um, as, an, as a professional accounting body is that we truly care about our clients. We're interested in you know, their lives and helping them achieve their goals. And I think that is unique Right. In terms of that, they're not just a client number. They're actually people with a name. Right. We get to know them and uh, we bring them into our family. And that's great. Uh, so is, does it mean, is there, is there certain types of businesses you work with then? Like if, if you had to drop a profile, or I, I mean, I'm a, I assume with 
the breadth you have and then, you know, 60, 70, you, you see all kinds, but is there, is there a, a type of, maybe yourself, I mean, what's about, is there in, in your practice, is there a type of business that you typically work with? I tend to not work with a lot of not-for-profit or the audit world. Um, there's others in the firm that are so good at it that I refer those to them. I do really like working with um, either unincorporated individuals, you know, that they are a proprietorship, that they have their, you know, they're just starting out and they haven't, they don't need to incorporate yet. I also work with a lot of um, probably what, you know, the catchphrase is small to medium-sized enterprises, uh, Canadian-controlled private corporations, um, you know, and they can have top-line revenues from, say, 500000 to many millions of dollars. Um, that part, that scope doesn't really concern me so much. It's just about providing them the services that they need and timely accounting, accounting advice and account and tax advice as well. So in, in what does what does a first meeting look like? So I, I'm I'm a new I'm a new client or potential client. I come and sit down with you. Walk me through what that what that first meeting might look like and what the you know and the next step is what that onboarding might look like from a new client perspective. Probably the first question from me to you would be what if I could give you any wish in the world, hmm. what would that be for you? Interesting. Where do you see yourself three years from now? Where do you want to see yourself three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? I like to understand where they are at in their continuum of their goal plan. I think that's really important to understand who they are, um, what, their needs list is, what their wish list is, and then we can tailor uh, our services to be able to help fulfill those goals and dreams. Hmm. I mean, I always say I don't think anyone goes into business to not make money. And, um, you know, sometimes there are challenges to that. And sometimes it means looking at their, you know, really dissecting their business and looking at their product lines and trying to determine whether, yeah, they may be selling a lot of this one, one item per se, but is it really making them any money? Right. In the, in the general scheme of things, right? Is there something else they could do to turn that around? So I like the strategic planning part to be able to sort of really do a deep dive into their operations. I love doing a walkabout. I don't want to sit in my ivory tower as it were <laughs> and try to tell them ideas about how to run their business if I've never walked mm -hmm. to their business. I like to be able to visualize what their business, you know, what the challenges are in, in their location, et cetera. That helps me come up with better ideas to offer them as to what they might be able to do just to tweak some little things just to make a difference. Hmm. It's just, you know, and, and I feel like that's not very typical. Like, and, and I think in every professional service, I'm saying, you know, I'm not picking on accounting at all. Like, I don't know, like legal or, you know, even in our world, like, I, I, but I agree hundred percent. I use the word intimate 
the more intimate you can be with a client, the easier it is to market or either is to, you know, from your perspective to give recommendations. Cause then, you know, you know, the challenges, what they, cause you said it's very unique to everybody, yeah. right? So even though it's the same challenge in two separate businesses, but you might give different recommendations based on that first question. You said, where do they want to go? Where do they see themselves in the future? Right. So. Absolutely. I mean, I've walked in orchards, you know, I've, I've had the people tell me about their, their fruit and, you know, what makes that product superior to say, you know, someone else's all those kind of things. Um, You know, having run my own vineyard, um, I learned a lot of the hard work and the sweat, blood and tears that goes into actually producing a fine uh, quality product. And so I like to take that experience and go through no matter what the business is, just to, you know, do that walkabout and understand, you know, sort of what their real operations and what their, you know, what their challenges are in regards to getting whatever that product or service is out to their customer. How how often do you meet with clients? And and I I know that's probably a tough question because everyone's different, but it's not, I guess it's not a once a year. You're, you know, typically it sounds like you're not like, hey, I'll see you next year at tax season. That's not typical. It sounds like in your world. No, I, I don't, I don't want to just see them once a year. Um, I like touch points throughout the year, particularly um, from my business clients uh, to be able to just, you know, see how they, how they're doing, how, you know, how are they achieving that goal, that plan, you know, where are we at, you know, sometimes uh, certain goals or plans are a three-year timeline, but, but we still have to monitor it and we have to look at actual versus budget to see where we're at and maybe make certain adjustments to be able to achieve that three-year plan. So I want to hear from them. I also want to see where things are at in terms of from a tax perspective. I mean, we can't really get away from taxes, but if we can budget them in to our cash flow, it's less of a surprise and less of a hit when it comes time to actually do the filing. So I like to see those kind of things. And I like to meet with my clients, you know, at least at least three times a year. Which is interesting because I think one of the things that really, you said it a few times now that your clients are more than just numbers, which is kind of funny coming from an accounting firm. But um, one of the things that interested me is that under your profile on the website, it says, you know, one of your passions I know, or or I'll call it business advisory, I believe it's called. And it's it's what you're talking about right now. It's, It's not just... I'm just your accountant, like, you you know, and and I think that's a really important thing for people to understand is that you you become very, you know, you become a partner with your with your clients, right? So I say that to my clients that I like to become a strategic partner in their business, right? So that means I want to understand everything about it, so that I can give them the best advice possible. I think that's so important to be able to really dig in underneath what sort of is on paper. I also say that numbers tell me a story. I love, I love looking at financial statements and going, okay, and asking the questions like, why is that, why is that number that number, right? Why is it as high or why is it so low? And understanding all that, you know, 
dynamic of those financial statements. And, and she, oh, sorry, go ahead, Chair. Yeah, and, and then be able to, you know, bring some really refreshing, possibly, uh, ideas to their business to try certain things. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, and I, I'm, when I was looking at sort of your, I, I don't use the word uh, culture a lot. I think that, you know, it means different things, but I'll say organizational philosophy that you guys have. And it includes like four agreements and I just love them. I'm going to read them out. I have a question around. So number one is be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. I'm curious and I love them. I loved all four of them. And that's, you know, your the corporate philosophy or philosophy for RHN. And I assume that your team fits into it as well because, you know, you, you kind of have. But I'm curious is how do you ensure, because, you know, you're talking about how, you know, clients are more than just numbers. We talk about the organization philosophy. How do you ensure that everyone on your team delivers on that promise? Like, how, what do you guys do to make sure that, you know, a team of 70 is pretty big and you can't be beside everyone all the time. So how do you ensure that all the interactions with your clients meet this philosophy that you guys laid out here? That's a great question. So we have uh, groups of teams, right? And we regularly meet with our team members. Uh, each of our team members are assigned someone that they meet with. We call them pinpoint meetings. And we chat about not just work, but them as well so that we can show them that same philosophy of caring, of um, being our best to them as well. And I think that translates to our clients. They see, uh, we have a very open door policy. Um, our, you know, anyone can come into a director's office and have a conversation. We don't, you know, we don't sit here with our doors closed, et cetera. We're very open. And um, so someone who may be an entry level employee coming in has just as much access to us as say a more senior person. So I think that translates into showing uh, not only our employees, that we care about them and that they take and care about our clients. And we talk about our clients and in terms of, you know, those that are working um, on, I can speak from my perspective on my client files, I give them the background because I've done the walkabout, right? right. So they get a better understanding. So it's not just doing accounting for them. Right. Um, it's actually, they get excited about looking at that client's records and working with them and thinking outside of the box as well. And I think that's what helps uh, solidify and continue uh, that caring approach to our clients into our team members. Interesting. I um, I could talk about this for the next hour. I'd love, I love the process and in, in how like it's so important that the experience the client has Res matches to what you're saying, right? And, and, and a lot of times you can't be there. You can't be there 24 seven for the client. And how important it is to have a team that you can, you know, that you can trust that's gonna deliver on that promise. But uh, for sake of time, I do, wanna, I do wanna talk about your journey a little bit. And I always find this is probably my favorite part of having these discussions with, with business people uh, every week is that 
I want to explore your journey. And if I get it wrong, please do correct me. So I, I think you, you went to school in Summerland. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. Okay, you went to school in Summerland. So how did you go from Summerland Secondary School to being a director or shareholder at RHN? And I just heard, which I, I, I think I knew and it triggered now when you said that you ran your own vineyard. So I imagine you as a seven-year-old sitting there, and I'm sure you told your parents, I'm going to be an accountant when I grow up. So, so, so how did you, how did that, and, and I know, you know, it's, a, you know, we only have a few minutes, but can you talk a little bit about that journey? Like, how, how did you, how did you get to where you are today, in, you know, being a CPA, CGA, and the director at RHN? That's, that's a great question, and thank you for asking. Um, I'll try and make it as brief as possible. Um, I actually wasn't going to be an accountant. Um, I didn't think I was very good at math, right? Yeah. I was going to actually be a teacher. Mm. Uh, yes. And so I went to Winnipeg and, and took that training. It's a four-year program in Manitoba. It's a five-year program in BC. I didn't want to do the fifth year. So I decided um, that maybe I needed to look for a different career. And my mom was instrumental in getting me a position at a public practice office in Penticton. And I can tell you that the rest is history from there. I <laughs> loved it. And mm -hmm. I particularly love tax. I, uh, uh, my colleagues tease me because I take the tax Act home to read. You know, it's one of my favorite books. Um, the vineyard sojourn was mostly because my late husband decided he was out actually an accountant as well. And he decided he wanted to be a gentleman farmer and thought a vineyard would be perfect. Mm. Um, and uh, he passed away suddenly. And so I had a very steep learning curve on how to drive a tractor, spray, uh, market a crop, um, look after those vines. I still did the accounting, you know, from for my day job and then got home and hopped on the tractor and finished about 11 o'clock at night and started it all over at five in the morning again. And uh, I learned a lot and I learned what it is uh, to really have dirt under your fingernails nice. and to care for a plant and, you know, be able to look at it and figure out, okay, why is it not doing well? And, you know, be able to give it the nutrients it needs as well. Still loved accounting. Still, it, it was my, it, it's my biggest draw. Um, I love being an accountant and I love, uh, I think, what I love most about it is I get to sort of dabble in so many different businesses and business types, right? Um, so I learn about all of those different industries, what their challenges are, what their successes are, you know, um, kind of the arena that they operate in and, and uh, market their market their services and uh, goods to, and that excites me. So here I am. Uh, I managed to come to RHN about 12 years ago. I started as a manager and was able to move into a director and owner. And uh, it's been a great journey. What a, what a journey. Holy. You should write a book. <laughs> I should. I, should. I mean, I, I think it's awesome that, I mean, I love what you're able to bring in 
like real life experience for lack of a better word, right? Like you, you've been there, done that. So when, especially in, you know, I could see when you're having a really discussion with someone that's in agriculture or winery, you're like, yeah, I did it. Like, I understand it. I understand your challenges. I understand you can truly speak to it because you were, you were there and did it. I, I definitely was. It, it was a, it was a steep learning curve, um, but I did learn a lot, you know, in terms of having to find a market for my grapes um, and, you know, be everything from cook and bottle washer to a uh, marketer as well. So um, it, I think it really helped me uh, to be able to sort of um, have an assimile to the clients and mm -hmm. to their challenges and to be able to help them through those tough days. Um, because, you know, they happen. Um, we're in an economic situation that is very, very flux, lots yeah. of changes always coming to business owners, et cetera. And uh, so we have to be nimble on that regard. Yeah, and I, I always say that, I mean, my uh, history, and this isn't a shot against school at all, so, but went to university and then ran my own business for a couple of years and failed at it. I'm the first one to admit, but I learned so much in those two years, way more than my four or five years in university um, that actually helped throughout my rest of my career. And, and, it, and it was okay. Like, you know, we tried it, failed, learned a lot, moved on, right? So it, like that real life experience is so important. It's so important, right? So invaluable. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, we can talk about, we can unpack that for, for longer, but I do want to play, I, I mentioned what we do a thing called, would you rather? So I have 10 questions. So I'm going to ask you 10 questions. They're quick questions. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up with one more and I'm cognizant of, of, of time. So um, would you rather have all traffic lights your approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Oh, but you know what? Standing in line, you get to meet someone else. And have a conversation. <laughs> awesome. Love it. So you get green lights all the time. Um, would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on life? Uh, pause. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. Would you rather sing or dance in front of your coworkers? Definitely sing. <laughs> uh, would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room? Funniest. Yeah. Um, would you rather travel the world for a year, all expense paid, or have someone give you $40,000 and spend it on whatever you want? Travel the world for sure. Awesome. Um, would you rather live in a haunted house or the middle of a desert? Hmm. A Soyuz? Yeah. <laughs> a Soyuz desert. <laughs> um, would you rather lounge by the pool or on a beach? Uh, on a beach. On a beach. Anywhere particular come to mind when you say that? Um, you know what? I love, I love Hawaii. Mm. Love Mexico. Um, Interesting. Um, would you rather go out for fine dining or are you more of a person like to stay in and order? Oh, too bad you didn't say stay in and cook because I love to cook. Okay, stay in and cook. Yes. Cook. Yes. I'm with you. Um, would you rather always have a full phone battery or a full gas tank? <laughs> Ooh. Um, a phone battery. I was going to say maybe given the expensive gas right now <laughs> i just paid two dollars a liter yeah oh did you really 
two dollars a liter. That's <gasps> I, I, my heart was doing. Yeah, well. I imagine, imagine. And then last question, this, and I ask this question to everybody. We're at the end. We're going to tabulate and see what everyone says. Would you rather um, only be able to use a fork or only be able to use a spoon for us to like to eat? Spoon. Spoon. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for playing along. A um, couple questions for a wrap up. I think this is, you know, I was saying how important it is for to have partners, right? Not just service providers. And, and again, I, I use a story that if I look at sort of history of sort of the company and our company, how it's grown and, you know, how important it was to have you know, an accountant and a lawyer and a financial advisor that, that was a partner, not just an order taker, not like someone that you're able to, to, to play to, to really resonate with. So given that, like what makes a really great client relationship with you? Like what are some key things that you think, you know, from both sides that in order to have a partnership, like, you know, it, it you know, what are some of the things that come to mind? What are some of the words that come to mind when I say you got to build a partnership with a client? One of the first things that comes to mind is the client has to be willing to tell me the things they don't really want to say. Um, so often we as human beings want to sort of um, paint a very uh, lovely rose colored picture, right? Yeah. But not everything is rose colored and I can't help them or the team of professionals that are brought in can't really serve them to the best of our abilities if we don't know the ugly, right? right? And so I think that sort of honesty really helps and goes a long way because I do really believe there's a solution for everything, but we have to know what the challenge is. Yeah, right? yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you gotta be open. Yeah, if you're hiding things, it's gonna be hard for you to be a partner. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's that uh, sort of honest reality. Um, I think it will also help with having realistic expectations as well. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Shara, thank you so much. It's been a fun discussion. And I said, you're, you're accomplished making accounting fun. I knew that you would. So it's a fun discussion. I know I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to work alongside your brand, um, and really what stands out to me is how much your team really truly does care. Um, and, and it's truly unique and it's truly authentic. Like that's, you know, I know that it is. And I, you know, I think that if anyone, I always say, if anyone has any questions, comments, concerns, pick up the phone and just call, call share, call someone on the team. They'd be love to chat. They'd love to talk to you or, um, or maybe she can give you some hints on how to run tips on how to run a winery too. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> get paid with wine you. <laughs> <laughs> well sure thank you so much for spending uh you know half hour with us i'd love to hear about your journey and and you know wish you the best thank you thank you rob stay safe healthy and well awesome thanks Cher. um everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into business matters thanks Cher. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.